The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Horror Hotel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series, PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. Here on Horror Hotel, we are going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Please welcome my co-hosts. Concierge Supervisor Cynthia Boyede. What's up? What's up? <laughs> That's an actual quote from the movie that we are uh, discussing tonight. Yes. <laughs> and Guest Services Supervisor Donovan Trot. Yeah, boy. That's in it too. <laughs> It's very late 90s hip-hop and R&B. I like it. That's the vibe tonight. I know, right? Before we head on over to the ballroom, let's stop by the front desk where one of our bellhops has a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom. It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 
2011's Insidious. Here's the official synopsis of the film. A family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose, comatose child in a realm called the Further. <sighs> Did you gag on something? That was adding to the effect. Oh, I liked it. That sounded exactly like the further. It's like, I, it's like I was there. Before you stepped on it. I know. It was further down his throat. Oh. <laughs> what? Cynthia said it. All right, now it's time to ask the age-old question that I always do. Had you ever seen Insidious before? We'll start off with uh, Cynthia since she's feeling frisky. Okay. Yes, many, 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 many times. All it's right. It's our movie. Oh, it is? Aw, yeah. that's so nice. This is perfect for birthdays. <laughs> Donovan, what about you? Yes, I have seen it. I actually have a funny story about it. Um, but yes, I've seen it many times, just as many times as Cynthia, I'm sure. Okay. What's the funny story? Or was that a tease for later? No. Um, so <laughs> the first time I saw Insidious wasn't in a movie theater. Unfortunately, usually I like to get out and see movies in the theater, especially horror movies, because uh, you need that. Um, you need the dark room and the big screen and the surround sound. Um, it adds to it. But this was like the and the popcorn thing. and the jujubes. I don't do jujubes, but I'll do some popcorn. Um, but this was like the first James Wan movie to come out. I'm sure he's worked before, but this was like his first of the horror trilogy or genre. So nobody really knew to like, oh my God, it's a James Wan movie. Let's all go to the theater. So me being me, I just like downloaded it online. And <gasps> I Illegal. decided to... I decided For shame, to- I know. Piracy police, I'll give you his address later if you email me. (laughs) Come for me. I dare you. Come for me. Oh. Um, I decided to sit down. You heard what he said? (laughs) Yeah. That's what the O was. It was just a tiny one. That's what that dirty queen with the candle said. Y'all are so dirty tonight. (laughs) Well, anyway, I would. I decided to sit down for some reason at like 2 p.m. It was sunny outside and watch it on my little Dell computer, my little laptop. And the movie still, without any of the ambiance, without the surround sound, without any of the stuff that you think you need to be scared as hell, still made me jump at least three times. Like, I was shook midday with the screen on my lap. Like, shook that's it. how good this was. So, yeah. I like it. I felt it. I'm sure you did. Oh, okay. See <laughs> <laughs> that one up for you. Thank you. I, I was I, I wasn't sure. I was like, who's gonna take it? And so Cynthia took a long time. But uh-huh. okay, I had never seen this movie before. Like I have seen. I know. Bye. I know, right? I've seen little oh. clips here and there. I, I think. One of the most favorite, not favorite, one of the most famous scenes 
is the scene with um, the red-faced devil and Barbara Hershey. And so I had seen that clip before because it's all over YouTube and stuff. And I had read about it. I'm familiar with it. It's not like I'd never heard of this movie, but I'd just never seen it. It looked really creepy, but I just never had the chance to see it. So I'm glad that, I mean, a little BTS for the listeners, I chose it so that we could discuss it, so that I could see it. you'll sit through hours and hours of Big Brother, but you haven't found time to watch Insidious. Okay. Wow. Well, there you I go. don't know how I feel about you right now. I'm the same well, man. I know exactly how I feel about both of you. We'll discuss that later. You love us? Well, we'll discuss it later. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's get into Insidious. And basically what it is, I mean, it's the story of a family, a haunted house, and uh, some um, ghosts that... Uh, travel into our realm basically it's uh the uh, very first of uh, a uh, multiple part series there are four there are four in total the fourth one will be released in the new year and uh, it sort of helped in a sense spawn the conjuring series which that has spawned uh, several sequels and in between quals and prequels and side quals and all that kind of stuff. So Insidious is the one that basically started off this trend with uh, James Wan and with Bloomhouse Productions. So uh, let's get into Insidious. And the movie starts off like ready to freak you out because we're introduced to this house and as we're taking a tour throughout the house, we see a uh, a creepy shadow in the window. And then we see that. Like, well, how would you, like, it's like a woman with a veil and a candle. And, mm-hmm. yeah. We end up learning more about her later. But, like, what did you all think of the opening scene before the credits? Which I will give a shout out. I love that they had credits like movies nowadays they don't really have credits like this where you know there's like a theme being played and you see you know the actors names and whatnot so i thought it was really neat that they had uh, opening credits so were you were you already creeped out by the opening scene cynthia i was creeped out by the trailer of the movie already so i was already freaking out when i saw the first part. I know. Like, scary white ladies in the dark lies. will freak all of us out. <laughs> and just to go back for a second, James Wan actually did do Saw, which we talked about previously. Um, so he has done horror movies. I mean, but that feels different from this in some way. You know? Well, yeah, because Saw is like torture porn. Yeah. In a sense. And this one is much more of like an old school like horror movie yeah uh, that's why it's different yeah a haunted house you can't go wrong with a haunted house in a horror movie i'm just saying or haunted okay. people and uh well that's true we've seen that in paranormal <laughs> my favorite movie. okay let's not even go there i mean i will bring it up at some point tonight but um, let's focus on Insidious, because it was such a good movie, and I don't feel like getting my blood pressure up again. Well, there you go. So, 
we start off with this family and they've moved into a new house and uh, you know there's a lot of sort of uh, exposition in a sense you know we're getting to know the family and you know things that we should see because we're supposed to care about these people because once the shit hits the fan you know we're supposed to be worried for their safety and the shit does hit the fan about 15 minutes into the movie when uh, youngest son foster no 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 youngest son dalton ends up Going upstairs, you know, when he hears some noises and whatnot in the attic, and he falls from a ladder and then sees something in the shadows. So he screams, and his parents, Josh and Renee, end up rushing to him, and then they declare the attic, you know, no one can go up into the attic, and then all of a sudden, Dalton ends up falling into a coma. And then we pick up three months later. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Dalton <laughs> going up the stairs. Well, first I'd like to mention, I'd like to give a shout out to my very good friend, Dalton Lambert, because his name is exactly the same as this little boy in the movie. The, the, his name is Dalton Lambert. And I have a friend named Dalton Lambert. Oh, so, oh, so he that. was insidious? He is very insidious. If you've ever met him, he's like I knew it. the most insidious. Um, the name of the movie. I, yeah. This scene in particular didn't really grab me the way the rest of the movie did. It was awesome to set up the movie um, because you later find out that him being in this coma had nothing to do with that fall. Mm-hmm. But you think it did because he hit his head went to bed, and then didn't wake up. So, like, everybody thought there was, like, a physical reason Mm -hmm. for him not waking up, being in this coma, but there wasn't. So I like that. Um, The scene itself was just like, oh, this little kid is gonna, like... It was sort of a non-starter. It was like, you think something really scary is about to happen, and then nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, And that, like, prepares you to sort of, like, be on edge and be like, oh. Hmm. Like a false sense of security. Yeah, but then creepy stuff does start happening in the house. Like we do have, a, we do take a moment, obviously, to uh, you know get some sort of uh, medical help for Dalton yeah. in regards to the coma and, and 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 all that kind of stuff. But then all of a sudden, all these <clears throat> supernatural, paranormal stuff starts happening in the house. There's a lot of wait for it paranormal activity in the house i know (laughs) and so renee starts hearing all these voices on the baby monitor but no one's in the baby's room ah that was my first jump scare watching this on my laptop because the way they did it it was like the voice was whispering at first it was like hold on what is that and then when she leans in closer and you hear this whispering and you're listening and she's listening, and it's almost like you're on, the, you're on the edge of your seat trying to hear what the voice is saying. And then it just like blares out and then a baby starts crying and it's just oh, like, poor child. Easy. I know. That's, that's how you get people to care about a family. Just give them a baby. Cause like if it's a bunch of like, grown-ups or like kids who are annoying is like who gives oh so you loved paranormal activity volume two anyway let's all just take a drink every time jeff says paranormal activity (laughs)
I don't have any wine today. Oh, grab a what? wine cooler. We'll pause and let you run to the liquor store. Okay. Wait, we're in right. Canada, it's closed. Oh, oh. I knew there was something wrong with Canada. Yeah. But yeah, that scene was just like so great. And it was just like the first in a series of jump scares. And these are like, these are easy scares. I mean, it's like, ah, something's coming at you. But the way it's set up, it lures you to the edge of your seat so you can't help but jump when what you know is about to happen happens. Yeah, they did a really great job of like lulling you into a sense of security. And then all of a sudden, something loud will happen or something will jump into the frame. Like They did an awesome job. James Wan, he's the man. I know, right? And so Dalton is sleepwalking at night, apparently. And uh, one night, while checking on the baby, Renee ends up seeing... uh, this creepy looking man like standing over the crib was that your ex cynthia i think i saw a picture of you with that guy yeah that's why i broke up with him he wanted to he he wouldn't cut his hair so sloppy so annoying yes but that was another really good scare it was like she goes in to check on the baby. Nothing's there. Leaves. Then she comes back, flips that light. He's just like, boom, right there. And it was like, you had to like find him because he was there mm-hmm. the whole time. But like, once you notice he was just standing there staring, it was like, oh my god, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Basically. No. Yeah. Yeah. Look like a little Jeffrey-ish. Kinda. I know, that'll be my Halloween costume for this year. <laughs> Since we look alike. I'm just saying. So alike. I know. And, uh, like, there's a lot of just activity in the house in regards to, like, the burglar alarm gets triggered, and then once, once Josh ends up, like, rushing to Renee to help her, you know, when she screams, you know, obviously this man has disappeared and the front door is open. And then it isn't until after Renee finds a bloody handprint on Dalton's bed that, you know, she basically starts having questions about the house and, like, what is really going on. I felt really bad for Renee. Yeah. No, I was going to say what you're saying. Like, for like a period during this film, we know something's happening, but she can't prove it to her husband because he's like never home for some reason. I Um, hate her husband so much. (gasps) What? Yes. Yes. Like, he was so useless. Even from like, without. Even at the end? Without going into the end? No, I'm going from the beginning. Like, just, like, help this woman do household things. And he's like, oh, yeah, we put it there. And she's like, no, I put it there. Like, so obviously she's the one who unpacked the whole house by herself. He's just so useless. I don't like him at all. He is out earning a living for this family. child is in a coma. He's working extra shifts to pay these medical bills. I'm sure. Plus, he's really, really cute. So she- Stop it. I hate it. <laughs> oh, gosh. He just annoys me. 
Well, I like them. I thought that I thought all the actors in this were were really really good. Like even the kid actor, he was really good. Like the, there was no one, especially when we get later on to the other characters. Like there was no one in this movie that was like, why is this person in this movie? Actually, Everyone was very effective. Yeah, they I agree. Their parts well. Yeah. And uh, later on at night, Renee wakes up from a dream or a nightmare or something. And she sees that man that was behind the crib. She sees him walking outside the house, right? He was on the other side of the window. And then all of a sudden he's inside the house. Yeah. And he lunges at her. Mm-hmm. And that's the point where the husband comes in and she's like, please believe me, there's, there's someone, something's going on in this fucking house. And I think at that point, because they move after that. So he did believe her, Cynthia. He, he was yeah. like, all right, I yeah. believe you. Yeah. Even though they had just moved in. Yeah. Like, where did you guys get the money from? Are you guys that rich? Do you want to be my sugar daddy? Like, Question. He's working all these hours, I'm telling you. Yeah. Do we know I what he did, though? A professor? Yeah. Uh, well, that don't make no damn sense. Right? <laughs> Where are you getting this money? <laughs> well. Maybe he has a sugar daddy. Who? Oh, no, she's also a musician. She makes music, so it might be Musicians her money. Musicians don't make anything. Maybe he's or, got tenure or whatever it's called. Well, yeah, that's... old enough for a tenure. Well, there's that too. Maybe he's really smart. Things don't have and to make sense. When he's like 12. <laughs> True. All I know is he's really cute, and you need to back off, Cynthia. Oh, he's a good man. Okay, for that reason and that reason only. Sure, you're kidding. <laughs> um... So this family does what I think. All of us, when we see haunted house movies, like, scream at the families to do. They move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who does that in horror movies? Yeah. That was, like, a new sort of, like, twist. Because usually they, there's some excuse, like, oh, we just moved in, so we can't All the money's in the house, or... and... Yeah, so, but they actually did. They Took out another loan, I guess. Packed up and left. So, like, all right. Yes. The new house was smaller, though. Yeah. And we're introduced to Josh's mother, Lorraine, played by the amazing Barbara Hershey. So beautiful. Barbara Hershey. Love Barbara Hershey. Now, she's famous because she's a really good actress. Beaches, of course. But she's also famous because she was one of the first... Hollywood actresses to be candid about her plastic surgery way back in the day. She had her lips done. Yeah. Remember that? She's fearless. She got those lips plumped up and was like, look, this is this is the new me. And I was like, all right, Barbara. Because I was there. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and so they move into the new house. But freaky shit continues to happen. Shout out to the dancing boy. I'm like, it's just, it's like the thing you don't expect to see when you're like dumping the trash. 
You look into your house and you got a little paper boy, you know, like extra, extra, read all about it, dancing in your house. There's something really scary about like a little 1920s turn of the century boy with like the little paper boy hat and just the little pantaloons. Or I know, kind of like the three men and a baby um, ghost. That was a cutout. It was not a ghost. I don't buy it. It was cut out of Ted Dance, and we've had this What about the munchkins hanging themselves in The Wizard of Oz? No one hung them. What are you talking about? What is this? Uh, Listeners, Google it. Where are you getting all of this? It's on the YouTube where Cynthia is. <laughs> Shout out. Cynthia made all those videos. That's how I know about it. Well, Cynthia said. <laughs> good but grief. No, I mean, this was like a really good example of a scare that wasn't uh, like pop. Later on in the scene, he like jumps out of the closet. Yeah, that was good. Because because poor Rose Byrne was freaked the fuck out. <laughs> she has the best scared face. She really does. She did. Like when she fell down because of the paper boy, like that was just everything. closet like what is she didn't even follow him she was like ah well she was traumatized by that point you know she had seen it all so but i would have followed the boy i would have hit him i don't know what she had it looked like she had like a back scratcher or one of those um those claw things where like you reach something if you can't bend down or something it looked like it was one of those things like you just beat his ass with it well, there was a scene. First of all, he's a ghost. That wouldn't have worked. Second of all, there was a shot. Like, so this was a trap. If they can touch you, you can so, touch them. She leaves the house. The music changes. She looks in the window, and there he is. Yes. Creepy ass dance, which to me was the scariest part of the whole scene. But before she walks out of the house, you can see him in the like. You have to like pause. Like, if you go back on YouTube and watch the scene again you'll see that she's, like, walking through the house, doing things, picking up stuff. She collects the trash and walks out. There's a point when she walks past, I think, like, the area where the laundry is, where you Mm -hmm. can see the boy in the corner of the film standing, looking at the wall. It's so fucking creepy. And like, Oh, my God. I thought that was just me being, like, freaked out and was seeing things. He's there. Yes. Okay. So, like, if you caught a glimpse of him in that shot, then you're like, what the fuck? What's that? Hold on. What was that? And then that sets you up for, like, the part where she's looking through the window mm. and he's, like, twerking to this creepy little song. <laughs> oh, shout out to the twerks. Oh, wait. So he was, like, playing hide and go seek first? Yeah, kind of. Well, That's sort of what he was doing with her. He was I like it. I like it when demons and spirits toy with your... Pray first. It's just so nice. Yeah. I think it went on for a little too long in this movie. We'll get to that later. That's one of my negative notes for this. But, yeah. But they did explain it somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. We'll get into that. So, Lorraine is there. And she talks about a dream that she had in which this figure in Dalton's room and she asks like what the figure wants and the figure says Dalton and uh, there's this that that whole scene with 
the three of them together in the dining room. And then all of a sudden, like, while she's sort of, like, relaying the story, not story, but the, you know, this nightmare that she had, you know, she, she's telling them. And then right behind Josh is the demon, the red-faced demon, or whatever they call him. Did he have a name? I don't think he had a name. They didn't call him by a name. Well, that's what we'll call him. Well, they describe it later on, not in this series, but in the Conjuring series, they describe that how, in the sequel, they talked about knowing a demon's name gives you power over that demon. Um, Mm -hmm. So it is interesting that they never tried to figure out the name of the demon. They didn't have that time. Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Maybe that's what the boy was twerking to. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Dance for me, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. But um, while all that's going on, Dalton's room is like shooked. And uh, they end up finding Dalton... On the ground. On the ground. So now it's time to do what people do in these movies. And you got to call the experts. Who are you going to call? 911. No, at least. I wouldn't call 911 if my house was burning down. (laughs) They're horrible. I don't know what the cops are like in Canada, but here in the States, we've been having issues. In Canada, they're called Mounties. You love a Mountie, Donovan. I would call a Mountie. Thank you, Cynthia. Oh my god. <laughs> I just can't. And so Elise shows up with her Queen team. Elise. Yes, Elise with Specs and Tucker. And Elise immediately senses a presence in the house. And um, you know, they do what you know normally they do in these types of movies. They inspect the house they, they they you know they do everything that they need to and um they end up finding spooky stuff in the house um the what were they they were twins or two girls with the demons yeah. with the creepy smiles there were all these different ghosts and entities and whatnot i think there was only the one demon but they set this up in such a way i thought was really cool i'd never really seen anything like this where she went through the entire house, was sort of looking at things and taking notes to herself. And then later when she sat down with them, you got to see from her perspective and see the things that she saw, which Mm -hmm. I thought was really effective. Like rather than just having it be like, oh, there's a ghost. Oh, there's a ghost. It was later on, she was like describing like, this is what's going on in your damn house. And it was like so creepy. Like, oh my yeah. god, all these fucking ghosts. And I think <laughs> what she described was also really interesting. Like, so I'll bring it up. Paranormal activity, which <gasps> we reviewed here and was just absolutely horrible. But one of the worst things, I think the worst thing about that movie was its lack of story. It didn't tell you what was going on, what, you know, it didn't set up anything it was just there's like a demon or a ghost and it wants to possess you or whatever the psychic in that movie didn't he wasn't of help at all like he said he couldn't help them which is fine but then why are we introduced to him as a audience like 
you know, he should say, you can talk to this other person. And then someone else comes in who actually does have answers and can provide some sort of backstory. So we're not left in the dark. But anyway, I digress. Elise set it up and she set up how demons work, why you can't just jump into a body. And she also explained the whole astro projection thing. So that's at that point when we knew it wasn't like a bump on the head, like he's out there somewhere and he's lost. So there, it was interesting. It, it kept your attention. Even without the jump scares, the story here was actually interesting. And I don't think we've seen that in horror before, the whole idea of like jumping out of your body and jumping back in. And the, the whole premise was different. That's true. I 100% Someone agree. Really loves this movie. Yes. I mean, yeah. It was all right. Yes. Oh. And so Elise sees the red-faced demon that Lorraine had saw, and uh, it's on the ceiling of Dalton's room. And and so Elise basically, as uh, Donna was saying, she breaks it down. Like, she breaks down the mythology in this uh, series, or what would become a series of films. Basically, Dalton is not in a coma. He was born with the ability to travel to the astral plane, mentally, of course. And he's traveled too deep into it, and he's lost in a purgatory area that's called the Further. It's a place where tortured souls of the dead live, basically. And um, since his um, mental presence has left his body, that's why he appears like he's in a coma. And spirits can use his body as basically a portal to enter our world. So all of, um, I mean, we knew they were ghosts, but now we know why the ghosts are there. And we also know why, you know, just because they moved houses, the ghosts are still arriving. Because the house isn't haunted. Dalton is haunted. And so Josh notices that, that Dalton's drawings are of the red-faced demon and um elise also fills them in on a little bit of family history you know she's a friend of lorraine and uh she knows exactly what's going on because many many moons ago she basically performed a sort of exorcism or whatnot on josh when he was eight he was terrorized by a parasitic spirit of an old woman the old woman we saw earlier in the movie mm-hmm. and um so josh can travel into the astral plane as well he can astral project so dalton inherited it from him but he got my it question, from his father yeah yes because that would be my question is who did he get it from because it it's clearly the rain well, no, it's probably the men so his daddy so maybe his daddy before him. Maybe maybe it skips a generation, or maybe that's how his. Or dad two died. generations. All right. We don't get any. Maybe that's how his dad that. died. Well, they didn't Ooh. say he was dead. They just didn't. Did they? Or I don't remember. I think he just. I, wasn't he just there. never showed up. But who doesn't show up when their kid is going through crap? Lots of dads. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay, I'm just going to rewind and sip my tea. 
<laughs> uh, at least you found something to sip on. So, they so end about, up... Mm -hmm. Can we talk about how boss Elise is? Like, yes. I just loved her character. I thought she was really... You want to talk about the seance? The seance? Mm-hmm. When she tries well, to communicate with Dalton? That, she put on that mask. I know, it was very <laughs> Yeah, kinky. so that was kind of... Yeah, that was kind of weird. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because she's supposed to have this natural gift, and I guess... The way they explained it, that sort of intensifies her power or something like that. But it just looks so silly. No, um, I think it was because she whispers so like low that they need a t like a pole ish. I don't know what that thing was. The mask hose? to like so that other guy would be able to hear what she was whispering. Uh, but that was a really good scene though, as she's like. And then he kind of, it was sort of weird because, all right, so she has the mask on and she's like seeing things and hearing things and he's hearing her and he's like writing down what she's saying. Why he doesn't type it, I don't know. Maybe he's not a very good typer, but he's like writing it down. And then they get to a point where she keeps saying one thing over and over again. Like, what, what was it? Run, no, go, something like that. And he's like scratching it so hard on the pad. Uh, and he keeps oh no, the part where she's like, I will kill you, bitch. I will gut yeah. you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah, that was very scary, that scene. It was very well done, too. Yeah. James Wan has a way of, and you can tell, it's like, there's, the, there's a difference between stuff that's on the page and stuff that's put on screen. Like, you can write something that you think will be scary, but if it's interpreted it in a silly way or if like the director sets up the scene in a shitty way it won't translate at all james wan seems to have a, a knack for finding the right angle you know like he'll, he'll sort of set the scene in such a way to where the story is allowed to be its creepiest or its scariest. And then there's like, even that scene you were talking about earlier where Lorraine is talking about her dream before you get that jump scare of the demon sitting behind the guy's head, you hear like the little crackling of his, like, she's like, I can still hear his voice. And there's just like some, this little crackling. And you're like, what the fuck is that? And then you get that shot of the thing, like right behind him. It's like that sort of thing. is like, that's all your director. That's not. There's no way you can put that on a page and have it translate just because, you know. You were doing that, that same noise for something else. I didn't know. That was, that was a Juan. Juan. <laughs> so, can we talk about the man licking on Renee? You know, ghosts have needs, too. Oh. <laughs> no chocolate, no rice. That's Cynthia's so I don't know what we're not asking her about that. Yeah, he has this thing about licking people. I don't know. <laughs> no chocolate, sometimes no rice. It's nice. Sometimes it's annoying. Hopefully he scrapes his tongue. Yeah, that's important. So but yeah, that was kind of, I mean, Elise's, I mean, not Elise. What was the wife's name? Renee. Renee. She's a very pretty woman. Rose Byrne is a very attractive woman. Um, so, you know, he saw his moment and 
tried to go for it. He was like, hey, what's up? Like, I mean, I don't think ghosts believe in pickup lines. They're already dead. So it's like, look, I'm just going to lick your face. Yeah. Okay. Because when you know, you know. When you know, you know. I like it. I know you're married, but look, I'm going to just give you a little taste. A little, like, I don't, you know, know what your man does in the bedroom, but this is what I'm working with. Here we go. Yes or no? Interested? So let's talk about Lorraine filling Josh and Renee in on the old lady that was following young Josh. The pictures. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, I mean, at, well, he blew up at his mother at one point for this. Like, because yeah. she was lying to him this whole time. I feel like I would have had a little more compassion for my mom. Like, you know, there's a a ghost haunting you, and this lady told me not to tell you, so I didn't. He's like, why would you do that, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, calm down. Yeah, but then he'd probably also feel like she lied to him, and if he had known, he could have controlled it in some way. He wouldn't have been able to. Really? Probably what he was feeling, because, you know, he's the man of the house, and I'm not saying that in a nice way. Oh, I know you don't like him. Okay. No. Yeah, we know. We get it. <laughs> she likes men to use their tongue. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the red-faced devil. Oh. Did he use his tongue? He had a lot of he, teeth. He, well, the tongue oh. did out, I think, a couple of times. At what point, yeah. <laughs> teeth is good sometimes. Oh, no. Teeth are never good. Sometimes. Depends on where. Oh. Well, it does depend on where. Mm. But generally speaking, I would say no. It's a no-go for the tea. Okay. It's a very different kind of movie that you want to discuss, Cynthia. (laughs) (laughs) This conversation has gone off the rails. I know. Let's Let's talk about Elise. So Elise ends up putting Josh into a trance so that he can astral project himself and he does and it's hella creepy because there are these what would you even call them like almost like mannequins of like deranged people in the house yeah it was kind of hard for me to understand like upon rewatching, because like when you're in the moment watching it the first time or the first few times really you're just like oh my god this is so creepy but um it was kind of hard for me to understand why they were so still and then other ghosts in the same dimension and the further were moving like normal or not normal, but like ghosts. Like he got into a fight with the other ghosts and they were like, well, it's because uh, he, he licked his wife. Yeah. And I think the further he got into it, the stronger the ghosts were. Because remember, um, Elise was like, oh, these people want to come in, but they're not as powerful, but Mm -hmm. there's someone who is more powerful. So maybe just the further you walk in, the stronger they are, and they understand the ghost world. But the thing is, they they were moving, but they weren't sort of moving in front of him. Like the first... Because the the one ended up shooting her family. Yeah. Yeah. But you just heard it. You didn't see it. Yeah, Yeah. it's like every time he turned away, they would move, in a sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. Plus, like, wasn't he not supposed to, like, let them know he was there? So maybe they didn't know at first. And then he became really bold and started yelling. And I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? See, this is, like, I mean, I'm like, all right, so you're in the further. Your son is in here somewhere. I get that you don't know where he is. But do you think they're going to tell you? Like, he was yelling at Where's my child? Where's my son? Like, like, she just explained to you they want to possess him. You think, oh, yeah, he's right upstairs to the left. Like, what were you expecting? You don't just walk around that house and see if you can find something. And also, I feel like the further could have been a little more, I don't know. I mean, I get it. They, You know, just because you're in a new dimension doesn't mean you're going to all of a sudden be in, like, Paris or anything like that. But the fact that the further was essentially just their house with all the lights turned off didn't really do anything for me i just wish it had been a little more like i don't know something like to make you feel like you're in this other place it just yeah i I get why they did it because it's sort of like him and it makes the area familiar yet twisted in a sense because like things did get a little crazier though once he went went through the uh, the red door yeah yeah they yeah. they did they did they got crazier. But he had to beat the ass of the the licking man to, before he could get inside. Cynthia's ass. He yeah. pushed his he was ass. Fighting for his life's your, honor. Was that why he was fighting though? Because <laughs> I don't even think he saw the guy trying to lick his wife. Did he see that? He ended up pushing the guy off. So yeah, he saw a little uh-huh. bit. Well, the guy came at him before he got into the red before he got yeah. to the red door. So. It wasn't like, you licked my wife, I'm going to beat your ass. It was like, <laughs> the, the ghost was like, trying to kill him. Can you kill someone in that dimension? It seems sort of weird to fight. It's like, Redundant. why are we fighting? We I think you people. can weaken them enough, long enough for you to possess them, maybe. Maybe that was his plan. Uh, or I maybe just, he was just really stupid. Well, see, this is, alright, so this is... This gets to my point that I said I was going to bring up earlier, where there were a couple of issues, at least explained it like, you know, these things want to possess your son. You can't just jump into a dead body. The, You know, you have to keep it away long enough for blah, 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 so you can jump into it or whatever. But then uh, at the end... Josh had only been out of his body for however long before that old lady jumps into him. So if that's really the only amount of time it takes, any of those ghosts could have jumped into Dalton at any point. It's like his body was laying there for months and even that demon couldn't get in. So it just kind of felt uneven there. Do you think maybe the connection she had with him while he was really young was maybe. made it? I mean, she was working him. She was like, yeah. she was on him like it was her damn job. Like, like seriously, she, she couldn't find someone else to jump into. Like, in all those years, like, she's just like, okay, I'll just wait till he dreams again. Well, the thing, well, because he was he astro projected too when he was a kid so yeah i guess she just knew i'm gonna wait for the right moment when he's not in his body but then again if she was really following him for like a very long time 
I'm sure she could have found that moment, like, you know, when he was out of his body and she could have just hopped in. So yeah. it just, it maybe just like a little bit more about like, you know. Why it was so easy. Yeah. She wanted to get so inside easy. of Josh. Yeah. Well, I mean, she just slid in at the end. So uh, wow. no. that's the best way to do it. <laughs> she so, right up in there she did we'll be discussing her sliding in, in just a moment but I want to talk a little bit about the demon's lair because there are puppets there's um, candles the demon the demon is bigger than I thought he was and I know that we saw like him in the drawing and him in Lorraine's dream but because, like, he was hiding behind Josh when he, like, peekabooed Lorraine, like, I didn't mm-hmm. think he was going to be big. And so then when we see him in his lair, and he's, like, I guess he stole the claws that Lady Gaga had in American Ooh. Horror Story yeah. Hotel. Oh, no, wait a second, wait a second, because he came first. Okay, yeah. well, Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga is a notorious thief. She stole from everybody. Well, no, technically that would have been that would have been Ryan Murphy that would have stole it because Ryan Murphy created American Horror Story Hotel because Lady Gaga's character, the Countess, had like little claws like that, kind of. So anyway, so he's sharpening his claws. His body's all black. He's got the red face. He's got um, the chocolate. F- you no know, chocolate and no rice. He's got the freaky hair. Um, when he jumped out at Josh, it looked like he had a tail. He did have a tail. He had a tail, and he's got the glowing eyes, and he's got hoofs. And he had a forked tongue, too. Oh, there you go. So was he the actual devil, then? Like, I think he was a demon. They didn't say he was the devil. Like, if he's the devil, I feel like he should be, like... Stronger? That should not have been that hard to get into that body. Mm-hmm. I feel like the devil would have had way more power. Yeah, my favorite moment was when he looked up and, like, the devil, you know, was doing that thing. Like, when you see your loved one, you know, down there about to get married, and, like, the devil's like, no, don't get married. <laughs> like, up against the <laughs> Yes, and then all of a sudden he's right next to him. I mean, alright, so here's another issue I had with the movie, a very small one. I do kind of wish we hadn't gotten, like, a full view of the demon. Like, I liked seeing him in pictures. In the dream, he was really scary because he was, like, in the shadows. and He had these claws. And even parts of, like, when he was, like, behind behind Josh's head, that was scary because you didn't see the whole thing. And, um, uh, you know, even parts of, like, where he's, like, sharpening his talons or whatever you want to call them you didn't see the full view you just saw like this really weird creature but then there's a part where they're running from him where you see him totally and he's literally just a tall guy painted black and it's like very slender i i I didn't really need to see the whole thing i felt like it lost a little something when you see it all like there like had they just kept sort of doing, like, maybe side shots or maybe just, like, alluding to him, um, I think it would have been scarier. But to see just, like, a guy painted black running around was just kind of like, okay. Getting his workout on. (laughs) Well, there you go. And so they run. They are able to 
basically evade the demon. And uh, as they're like heading through the red door, Josh runs into the old woman with the veil. Mm-hmm. Her ass. I know. And basically, you know, like, all he does is, like, leave me alone, and then she disappears. Yeah, and but she kind of didn't. Like, she she gave him the oh, okey-doke. She's like, oh, I'll leave, all right. <laughs> and Come on. Slip right into your body, bitch. Shout out to the okey-doke. <laughs> but yeah, so was she scary? I didn't really find her scary uh, either. Like, I don't know, maybe the veil and like, it, it, I mean, she was definitely so. Oh, also, side note the same lady who played the bride, the black bride, played the nun in the um, Conjuring sequel. Um, it's a man. That's a woman. It's the same person. No, it's a man. I'm going to need receipts. His name is Philip Friedman. Receipts. I will send you the IMDb. <laughs> Do that. Yeah, it's a man that plays the woman. Okay. I'm not, I yes. need receipts. Because I heard different. Show me the receipts. You're getting okay. it right now on Facebook. <laughs> no, it's okay. Here we go. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. There you go. You're very welcome. <laughs> but anyway... I didn't. Uh, I'll send it to Boya there too. Thank you. So you could co-sign. Just saying. Okay. All right. Maybe that's why she wasn't scary. That was just bad drag. I oh. know, right? But the guy looks scary without any makeup on. So mm. no, well, there's that not, too. No shade. Sorry, guy. What's his name? Philip Friedman. It's a scary. Friedman? Pop them receipts up real quick. I know, right? Never miss an opportunity to come for me, but that's okay. I know. (laughs) Don't come for me unless I send for you. Federal Express. Yes. No, but the nun is played by a woman. It is, yes. Yes. And she's scarier to me. The nun is scary. Uh, For those out there that have no idea what we're talking about, the nun is in The Conjuring 2. And she's also getting her own spinoff, aptly titled The Nun. A nun. <laughs> yes. Creative. I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, they got to do something. But um, yeah, the 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 I don't even know what we called her—the old woman. You called her the bride. Um, I think it was the black bride, is how it was titled, or something. The black bride. Um, whatever. Like, she isn't that scary to me. Like, I didn't really find no. her scary in the beginning. I didn't find her scary when they were doing the whole man in the mirror thing. Um, I don't know, it just, she, she's creepy looking, but she's not, like, terrifying. I, I think once yeah. again, we got too clear a look at her. Like, maybe mm-hmm. if the veils were a little thicker and you just got a hint of something scary going on back there. Yeah, like uh, a thicker veil, maybe, like, yeah. glowing eyes, but you don't really see, you see, yeah. like, the creepy looking hands holding the candle, but you don't really see the rest. Yeah. I think they did a better job in the pictures. Like, when we were looking at the pictures of, like, her around him as a kid, mm-hmm. like, that, that was, was a little bit creepier than yeah. um, actually seeing her. And I don't like that we actually saw her in the beginning, because, like, we got a clear shot of her for, like, ten seconds. Yeah. Although, 
it was still darker than the man in the mirror moment. Like in the man in the mirror moment, like you could see her face and everything. Yeah, and she I'm was like, holding a candle or something. Yeah. So yeah, moments like that, I just feel like if you're not gonna go all out and do like some really Guillermo del Toro involved type of prosthetics, where it's like you want the work to be seen, if it's literally just makeup on somebody who's kind of creepy looking. To me, it just won't read as well, you know? Yeah. And so, at the end of the movie, we have a quote-unquote happy ending. It's dinner time. Uh, Dalton is out of his coma. It seems like the demon has been lifted from him. It's time for some... spaghetti up. I know, eating that spaghetti, um, you know, because he's been gone for several months, so he needs something. And then... By the way, when did they cook that? Oh, that was Sometimes. reheated. <laughs> Let me put a pot of water on from some spaghetti. Like, they were still cleaning up. It takes a minute to boil some water. It might have been Chef Boyardee. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm just saying. Maybe it was already in the fridge or something. Yes, but then shit hits the fan. Because Elise gets a shooked look on her face like when donovan gets a jump scare and mm-hmm. so she grabs the camera and she snaps a picture and then josh goes crazy and strangles elise rainier to death oh, and so i know and so renee finds her and she's looking for Josh, and then she looks at the camera, and we get a flashback. So Elise notices that Josh has uh, um, old, dirty hands. Old lady hands. I know. And so she snaps a picture, (laughs) and in the picture, it's no longer Josh. It is the old woman that haunted Josh, which means that Josh has been possessed by the old woman, and in fact, it was the old woman possessing Josh that killed Elise, and then Josh puts his possessed hand on Renee's shoulder, and she turns around and gasps, and then that's the end of the movie. End of movie. Which I loved. I loved this whole ending, the whole ending sequence, even though there were some, like, weird, illogical things happening. Like, so they were in the kitchen with the little boy, and he's eating, but they can hear something is going on. Yeah! But they can't really make it out. So I'm like, how big is this goddamn house that you can't hear him screaming and her gagging? But they're like, what is that noise? But, like, I mean, this house no isn't that doing anything. Big. Yeah, they're just like, what is what is going on? Like, do you hear that? But, like, then they cut back to him, and he's, like, screaming at the top of his lungs. And she's like, ah, 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 and not, not a good gag. So I know, right? Ooh. Like, oh, wow. And so she, like, comes into the room. We know about Donovan's life, y'all. You do. And so Elise, I don't really understand why she did what she did. Like, I get that she's like, oh, you're possessed. I see you. But I feel like... We see each other. I feel like she would have known better than to, like, just make the demon or make the ghost mad. She could have, like, 
said some sort of incantation and sort of kicked him out of his, her body, kicked her out of his body or something. She just took a picture and made it mad and then just, like, stood there and got choked out. Like, I feel like she would have been more quick on Where? her feet, you know? Like, or ran or something, like, or, you know, like, it, I don't know. It just felt off to me, like, their motives or, like, everybody was acting kind of odd. But I do like the sequence and, you know, it's like, I, I, I mean, we had this conversation when we were talking about other things, like that same old thing, like, of why doesn't she run up the stairs and why does she run out the front door instead of run up the stairs when the guy's coming? Because then you don't get the rest of the movie. Like, I, I can deal with them behaving illogically because I just love the fact that they didn't go through with the happy ending. They went for the crazy shock you sort of like you're not okay moment you know like a lot of scary movies give you that relief like they take you on this roller coaster ride and like all this scary shit is happening and people die but at the end we're okay and we can breathe and walk out the theater and we're good this movie didn't give you that this gave you no he's possessed nothing's okay you know, walk out this theater and something's going to grab your ass. Like, I like when scary movies leave you with that. Um, so I appreciated the fact that he had guts and he went for it. I wanted to be okay at the end, though. <laughs> Never I watched know. Drag Me to Hell. Our girl... Oh, I love Drag Me to Hell. Um, but, like... Our girl died. The dude's possessed. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? Yes, sir. (laughs) I like it. I liked that. I didn't like that they killed my girl, but they did bring her back. Not in the sequel, but in the third movie. She just pops back up, and they didn't explain how she was alive. They just, like, oh. Well, because Chapter 3 is a prequel, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, Chapter 4 is a sequel right or is it another prequel chapter four the lost the last key yeah i think it's the the key the last key yeah it would have to be another prequel but see this is all right so this gets me to the sort of thing um well because the thing is i think they figured out after they killed her that they had a really good character yes yeah all right so I was talking to a friend of mine, like, I don't know if you guys know the news, like, so they're bringing back the Halloween movies, and Jamie Lee Curtis is going to reprise her role, mm-hmm. um, and what they're doing with this new Halloween movie is they're pretending like everything after the first Halloween movie never happened, and they're just picking up after that very first movie. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like is. It's cheating in a way because the sequels to any series will give you more about the universe that this uh, these films are taking place in and you get more about the characters and all this stuff. But sometimes mistakes are made and most sequels suck. Like The majority of sequels suck. That's why they don't have a good name for the most part. So every once in a while you end up kind of in a position like this where, like Jeff said, they had a really great character and probably didn't realize it until after the movie was in the can that Elise was probably the character that people liked the most. So in order for the story to go on, they have to bring her back somehow. 
Um, and so I was having a conversation with my friend. He was like, this is cheating. You can't just erase all the other Halloween movies. But I was sort of coming from the place of, well, sometimes mistakes are made and you need to go back to scratch. And I appreciate the creators of this new Halloween movie saying, look, most of the Halloween sequels are bullshit. We Uh want to erase them and start over. And I would not mind it if Insidious decided with this next movie or with any other movie movie. in the series to just sort of like go back and be like, well, actually she didn't die or we brought her back or whatever. Like, you know, it's fine if you realize that, well, a mistake was made and, you know, we killed the character that you guys really like. You feel like, oh, she's a really old woman, so she had to take a nap. Yeah. They probably thought all those things. They were they were thinking, I don't know if they were, they were obviously thinking sequel because that was another thing that I had struck against this movie because it set up the fact that there would be a sequel so obviously, like, you know, you knew there was another one coming after this. But, yeah. you know, they maybe didn't think that that character would, for whatever reason, maybe because she is older or whatever, she couldn't carry the series, so they had to stick with, like, the young, attractive couple. But in reality, what we wanted was Elise. So I wouldn't mind it if they went back and was like, actually, no, she she, she was just sort of like, you know, she was sleeping. And then she, like, pops up halfway through the second movie and is like, <gasps> you know, like, I, I, I wouldn't care. A lot of people would feel like, oh, fuck this. But for me, I like her. So I... Whatever you got to do to bring her back. All right. Bring her back. Get it, Elise. And now they're doing the thing with the... If they do continue with the prequels, it can only go so far. I know, they're uh, going to catch up. Yeah, so... Big time. And she's going to keep getting older. Like, the bitch can't look no younger. Like, what are you going to do? Like... <laughs> so, now it is time to check to see if... Insidious has won any awards, and it has. It's uh, won, let's go over to South by Southwest. Well, at the South by Southwest Film Festival in 2011, it was nominated the Audience Award for Midnight Feature. Over at the Young Artist Awards in 2012, it was nominated... For Best Performance in a Feature Film, Young Actor 10 and Under for Andrew Astor, who played... Dalton? No, Foster. Oh, yeah. His brother. He was pretty good. Especially when he's like... His mom's like, what's wrong? And he's like, I can't stand seeing him walk around every night or something like that. I'm like, aw. He had like one scene. Well, he was outstanding in it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Over at the Scream Awards in 2011, it was nominated for Best Horror Movie, Best Horror Actress, Rose Byrne, Best Horror Actor, Patrick Wilson. At the Neuchâtel International Fantastic Film Festival in 2011, it won the Titra Film Award for James Wan, and it was nominated for the Narcissi Award Best Feature Film, James Wan. At the IGN Summer Movie Awards in 2011, it won IGN People's Choice Award Best Horror Movie, and it was nominated for the IGN Award Best Horror Movie. At the Golden Schmoes Awards in 2011, <laughs> it was it won second place for Best Horror Movie of the Year. At the 
well, this is interesting. Um, at the 2012 Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association, Galeka, it was nominated for the Dorian Award Unsung Film of the Year. Oh. And... Who was gay? I know. Maybe they're saying um, Elise was. <laughs> I mean, it would just make her even more fierce. Either that or the um, <laughs> the bride. Maybe. Or the demon. Yeah, or both. Yeah. He was very attentive to that manicure. I know, right? At the Lord. Fright Meter Awards in 2011, it won the Fright Meter Award for Best Horror Movie, Best Supporting Actress, Lynn Shay, and it was yeah. nominated for Best Director, James Wan, Best Actress, Rose Byrne, and Best Screenplay, Lee Whannell. Over at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards in 2012, it won Best Supporting Actress, Lynn Shay, Best Wide Release Film, Best Actress, Rose Byrne, and Best Score, Joseph Bishara. And just because we like her, over at the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in 2012, it was nominated best for the Saturn Award, I should say, Best Supporting Actress, Lynn Shea. Over on Rotten Tomatoes, there's a different story being told. What? No. Okay. Yes. Get ready for this shit. Mm, okay, let's go. It is. I just needed to brace myself. Yeah, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. It has sixty-six percent, which means it is not certified fresh, mm-hmm. and it has an audience score of sixty-two percent. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with people? Like seriously, they don't like to think. They world? probably got confused. Ugh. A lot of people just don't know good horror or is people get stuck and these um when something new comes along and it's kind of like different or like you were saying cynthia when you want it to be a happy ending there are a lot of people that walk out of the theater and they're like oh i didn't like that like just because it wasn't you know it didn't give them what they like from their world so they didn't get their life well fuck them all we're going to give <laughs> our own awards. And, I mean, we've got to start off with the Scream Queen. I want to give it to Elise, but Rose earned that. Well, um, yeah. Renee. Renee. The Diva. Um, there really wasn't any. Elise. Yeah. So is a Diva positive connotation? Yeah, that? like a, you know, like a Shaka Khan. Yeah, I would give Elise. it to Elise for that. Yeah. The Ingenue. The red faced demon. <laughs> yeah. The Mickey really? Rooney Award for Excellence in Child Acting. Um, Dalton. Okay, let's give it to Dalton since Foster apparently was making his way around the award circuit. They bought that award. I don't know how he got any. What was the OMG moment? Oh. Oh. The end? Yeah. Yeah. Although, to be honest, like, that wasn't so much an ONG moment for me because they spent so long in that mirror and it just felt like something would, wouldn't go right. You know, it was like foreshadowing a little bit too much. Mm. Um, so I felt like I could kind of see that coming. To me, the ONG moment was that very first scare of the baby monitor because I was just caught so off guard. And I remember the first time I watched it, I was just like, "OMG!" They like, yeah, the creepiest moment. 
That's hard. Creepy. Um, I guess the guy standing in the room with the baby behind the curtain, that was very creepy. Mine was when um, Lorraine, is Stephanie Lauren and Renee see the demon behind whatever mm. his name is. Just the look on their faces was like, <gasps> yeah, they're really good actresses. Yeah. yeah, a creepy. I'm gonna give it to the dancing boy. Uh, yeah, the, I forgot the, about I, him. That was very creepy. Yeah, dancing boy. Uh, what was the? I can't believe I just saw that moment. <laughs> and you could take that to mean however you want to define it. I'm gonna give it to the red faced demon popping out from behind. Uh, give it to the guy licking her face because I'm just like. <laughs> oh, I would give that the moment that made me gag. That too. Mm, amongst other things, I'm sure. <laughs> For me, that moment would be. I mean, it's hard. It was it's such a good movie, and there are so many moments that are like, you know, what the hell? Um, I guess I would say the dream sequence. Like I really like that first time you see the demon and the shadow. Mm. It's like because you're trying to like make him out, and it's like, what is going on there? And then like he has the claw that comes out. It was just very like, what is this about? I would have preferred it had they left him in the shadows, but that was a very good moment I liked. Okay. You know when you said dream sequence? I know we're going back, but um, you know when the dad, I can't remember his name, I just hate him so much, I erase his name from my... <laughs> uh, what did he when... do? Because he annoying. worked a lot. She, yeah. has, she has daddy issues. I have daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> but... When he's at work, like, you get a foreshadowing into what he is. Because he does, I'm going to say, dream walk. Like, and he's confused by it, too. I don't know if you guys can remember. And he sees his house and stuff. Mm-hmm. When he sleep at work. Just wanted to mention that. That was good. Hmm. Interesting. So for the next time you watch it. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember that. I do remember him being at work, but I can't remember what that scene looked like. Okay. So, now it is time to rank the film with our special categories. We've got Screamer, films that are filled with scares. Gutbuster, films that are grotesque. Eye Popper, films that are visually impressive. Gravedigger, films that lack scares. And Mind Blower overall best in show let's start off with hashtag plot twist donovan Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's my crawl i i'll definitely give it a screamer for sure it like before this movie i can't remember well maybe the o- original halloween like i appreciate a lot of scary movies within this genre that aren't necessarily scary. We've talked about some of them on this podcast. I wouldn't say they scared me, but I appreciated their artistic merit and the story and all these other things about them. Uh, But other than like the first time I saw Halloween when I was a kid, uh, just being scared 
to death of Mike Myers. I can't remember as an adult another movie that like had me jumping the way that this movie did, especially like I told you the way I saw it the first time I saw it in broad daylight on a little ass screen illegally. sitting on my lap illegally. Um, that wasn't the scary part. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that this movie could make me like flinch and do all those things is definitely scary. And I would also give it a mind blower. Not that it reinvented the wheel. It's, it did have some cool twists and it was overall a very well-made movie. It didn't do anything so out of the box, but the things it did do, it did them very, very well. So for that, I'll give it a mind blower. Boyade? Um, I would give it a screamer. It was scary to me. I lucid dream sometimes, so any movie that's about like dreaming and how they can get you, I'm just like, <gasps> do I have a demon in me? Yes. Yeah. I lucid. Shout out to the lucid dreamers. Yeah, yeah. Do you too? Yes, that's the scary. Isn't it so fun? Ever. I think it's fun once you realize that's what you're doing <laughs> and you can control it. Yeah, because there are times when you're like, I'm dreaming. But at yeah. first, it's always scary as hell. True. But it's fun. Um, I would also give it a mind blower for basically the same reasons Donovan did. I like the music a lot. Like, the music he played or, yeah, the demon played. Like, y'all, you have a really a nice taste in music. So, you're going to hang out it. with him <laughs> later? Um, depends. Like, <laughs> okay i am going to give it screamer because it was a very creepy film with some really great jump scares i will give it an eye popper because i did like the ghosts and i feel like everyone had their own unique style and their own unique look and even though we did see a lot of the red face demon like when we only saw a little bit it did look a little bit better, so I agree with Donovan. But, like, those moments were, like, really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And Mind Blower as well, just because, it, overall, it's a fantastic movie. It's a great movie. I think it's a great movie to, or it would be, a great movie to see with people who have never seen it before. To sort of, like, yeah. see their reaction to it. Yeah. That's how it became a family movie, because I had to introduce everyone. And then we'd, like, introduce someone else. It's great. I like it. And to go back and amend what I said about the whole mind blower thing, like, yeah, like, I, I mean, I meant what I said when I said it didn't really do anything new, but the things it did, it um, definitely did very well. But I think I also said something about how it didn't, like, start anything that wasn't already, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. But it has sort of ushered in a new era of horror movies. Like, horror movies right now, I think I don't think we would have gotten it, and it certainly wouldn't have been as good if it wasn't following. It wouldn't the, have been as good. No, I don't think so. Um, because it sort of Thanks, set Cynthia. up this <laughs> new idea. Oh, stop it! Um, it set up this new sort of um, I, I call it haute horror, or you know, like haute couture. Like you know, oh. it's just at a different level. Like before this, like. 
scary movies are just like, oh, some guy coming at you with a knife and like, ah. But like this sort of, it, there's work being put into these movies that James Wan is making. The first Saw, maybe not the ones that came after it, but the first one, these insidious movies, The Conjurings, The Annabelles, uh, I'm sure The Nun will be just as good as well. These movies are high quality and they've sort of lifted up the genre. So in that way, and with this being the first of them, I would say it has sort of set a new pattern for horror movies. So I would give it that credit for being a trendsetter, I guess. I like it. I can co-sign that as well because I feel like it hel- it has helped revitalize like the uh, the haunted house the paranormal supernatural type of horror film like the the old school style like not the um what do you call it the found footage and that kind of thing like an old school haunted house uh, possession um ghosts type of uh film And it's not torture porn, which, you know, I mean, I'm so glad James Wan, you know, having directed Saw, he's given us Insidious and all these other horror films that are so much more about characters and like things actually happening rather than people just being tortured. It's almost like he's making amends for the Saw movies. (laughs) He's like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) He's making up for it. Yes. Well, now it's time to rate the film on a 1 to 10 hotel room key scale. The point system is allowed. And let's start off with Boyede. Um, I would give this movie a, a golden room key. Oh, so like, you're making it up. I like it. Am I making Did I make that up? Yes. Yeah, we don't have golden room keys on at the horror hotel, but I like it. It's so it's like a key to the penthouse. It's the master key to the whole hotel. The skeleton. The skeleton key. Yes, it gets it for me. It's just beautiful, beautifully done. I like it, Donovan. I agree. I'm gonna give it a ten. It was a very. Thank you for following the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yes, I follow the rules. I'll give it a ten. Um, very, very good. Like Cynthia said, it was very, it's a quality film. Quality. Definitely within the horror genre, because we get a lot of crap in this genre. The work went into this. I like it. I'm giving it a 10 as well, because it's a fantastic movie. Very well acted, very creepy. Like the mythology. I thought it was just an incredibly strong, spooky movie and uh, yeah kudos all around definitely a horror movie that uh deserves uh, continuous rewatches so on that note please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out join us next time for a brand new installment of horror hotel once again here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements good evening we thank you for your patronage. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Panpichulo Radio. 
For more information on Horror Hotel, visit punpichuloradio.com slash horrorhotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at punpichuloradio.com. Help support Punpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash punpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Punpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at punpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Punpichulo Radio programs by visiting punpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Punpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now. <laughs> Thank you, my fellow Horror Hotel team. Please wish our hotel guests and the listeners a good night. Good night. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. You may have checked into the Horror Hotel, but who says you're allowed to check out? Good night. <laughs> Peace. Yeah, boy.